In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of pro wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Sparks, and I am joined, as always, by my partners in crime fighting. Starting off, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I think we're... Are we knocking on the door of this passing up all of our other episodes combined? Is it, are we are we close to FBI being the top dog for that long? Um, I don't know. I'll have to check actually. To be perfectly honest, uh, it's 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 uh, well, I guess it wouldn't be combined because once you put WBU with uh, pay per view reviews, it automatically wins. Yeah, that's where where it uh, kind of. I mean, we're we're relatively uh, close to doubling up overall, but uh, like WBU's over. Because uh, we're at what fifty-seven WBUs right now, and we're at now. No, we're not quite. Because because we're only about twenty more FBIs right now. So than WBUs. Than WB. It'll be a bit. But... Well, like and I said, the only reason we don't do a WBU is because there was a pay-per-view. Every week, there's a pay-per-view. I don't. I don't even know uh, what we're gonna do for WrestleMania week. You know, because uh, we got Raw, we got the Hall of Fame ceremony, which we don't really have to cover because it's just the Hall. But then we've got NXT Part One, NXT Part Two, AEW, uh, SmackDown, WrestleMania Part One, WrestleMania Part Two. Sure, there's a lot of wrestling. Yes, there is. Also joining us, uh, laughing in the background, from up north, RCMP JLB. What's going on, man? Not too much, fellas. Not too much. Um, just exhausted by hearing all this wrestling talk that is going to happen between April 7th and April 11th or 10th. 11th. So, uh... I guess I'm doing okay, you know? It's gonna be a lot of wrestling, and I'm already uh, suffering anxiety over here from all the wrestling I'm gonna be watching that week. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be cray-cray. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. About the, about the only thing that makes it a little bit less exciting is the fact that we live in three different cities and two different time zones and two different countries. So I can't be like, well, let's just all get together for, you know. Well, to be fair, we couldn't do that anyways. You couldn't do that. We're in America. We got freedoms. <laughs> yeah. We ain't telling us what to do. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I, should, I should mock the queen right now. She's in the hospital. No. It's what's his face is in the hospital. Her husband's in the hospital. Her, her son. Hmm? Her husband's dead. No, it's no. her husband no. that's in the hospital. Her husband's not dead. Her husband's like 99. Dead. Yeah. Her, her husband just had abdicated the throne. He's not king. Oh, God, I didn't know he hadn't been king for that long. Well, I, I mean, he exactly never died, so, you know. Wow. Who? Shit I don't know about England that you probably shouldn't know about England. <laughs> just, you know, your basic stuff. But uh, enough about the queen and more about, some, unless we're talking about Charlotte Flair, 
then I don't mind talking about the queen. Who oh, did... look at you, Segway champ. Right? Thank that was you. pro right there. That's, uh, mm-hmm. that's big, the big bucks that I never seem to receive. Uh, the check's in the mail. Yeah. 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 Blame, checks uh, in the mail and I won't in your mouth. No, blame, uh, blame, blame the, the post office. They must have lost it. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll rescind that check and, and write a new one. Oh, so kind. Uh, it'll, 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 at the border, uh, yeah, COVID. It'll, it'll probably take another three to six week months. Week years. months? Yeah. <laughs> I won't hold my breath then. I won't hold my breath. All right. So, wrestling, guys. Right. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> excuse me. If you are new to this particular show, the premise is simple. Uh, we're going to take turns challenging the others to book some unknown and often unlikely uh, scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We do not discuss them in advance, so the answers are entirely off the cuff because we think that's better. Before we get into all that, though, I'd like to remind everyone that Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network, so make sure to head on over to tatnusco.com and uh, check into the other episodes of the other shows on the network before uh, coming back here to listen to more episodes here. But let's go ahead and get into the fantasy booking. Uh, um, I believe before the show, DFA volunteered to go first. I absolutely did, and I, I did this because this is a holiday week. And I wanted to ensure that I was protected from from you guys making a horrible holiday um, challenge. So I'm going to give you the holiday challenge. What? I said we just keep that for you, bud. We wouldn't dare do a oh, holiday. Oh, you're challenge. so full of crap. No, no, Smarks, Smarks is gone. Oh, I'm doing it before you. I, what? Smarks did one four weeks before the holiday once. Four weeks. Because I have to do that to beat you to the punch. <laughs> It's, it's the week before the holiday this time. So, anyway, um, I could do... I was going to do a Good Friday Smackdown, but I'm not going to do that. Instead, um, I'm going to do a, a, a Easter theme of some type. Um, and I want you to include the Easter egg piece to it, because that allows for you to make this a gobbledygooker slash undertaker thing. Odd that gobbledygooker and undertaker debuted at the same show. Very, very strange. But you can use gobbledygooker. You don't have to. But the Easter egg is really the primary piece to this. Whatever. I don't care. Go. Any program, any show, anything. But it's Easter egg. Who came out of the Easter egg? Undertaker? Or was it actually the gobbledygooker did? Gobbledygooker. Undertaker came out of that. That fits his character so much. He's the dead egg. <laughs> Interestingly enough, if you if you listen to uh, his, while well, you guys were thinking, if you guys go watch the uh, Broken Skull session with Undertaker, which was the first Broken Skull session, Undertaker got the call to do the contract, had been watching Raw and, and had been watching WWE and said, oh my God, I need a job, but fuck, I'm going to be Eggman. I don't want to be Eggman, but I'm going to be Eggman. When he got the call from from Vince, yeah, I remember him saying that, and he was pleasantly surprised that he was a phenom. Yeah. Am so, I talking to the Undertaker? <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> so I got it before. What's his name steals my idea? Go ahead. Okay. So we are gonna have a hatch me if you can match. Not <laughs> just a hatch me if you can. Okay. So I'm thinking it's gonna be Gobbledygooker versus 
Fabulous Freebird, Michael P.A. Hayes or Michael Hayes. Um, they're both in, they're both like in egg, uh, in egg costume. Okay. And essentially yes. it has long zipper though. Like it goes up to their neck. So you really only see their neck out kind of thing. And basically <laughs> the premise of the match is they have to basically try to unzip the other in order for them to win the match. Hence, hatch me if you can, because you're trying to open the egg up, and that determines the loser of the match. I thought it was creative. Clearly, it sounded better in my head. Well, <laughs> uh, so basically, it's a, it's a tuxedo match. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I like it. I'm not upset. You can. I'm not nearly as upset that Mark as as Smarks is about uh, having to do uh, another holiday match. You're right. You're right with that. <laughs> You're up. I don't know what I'm going to so I'm thinking. I'm sorry. It doesn't have to be a giant egg. You can have an Easter egg hunt. All I, of them running around the building. I, I just, I, I frankly, I'm so over the holiday themed matches in general that I don't know. I. That's why I love making you fantasy book them because we know that there's almost always a holiday match. And here I thought it was just to make Smarks be miserable. Hmm. No, you, no, you're you're success successfully making me miserable. But um, but uh, in the end, I I'm I, like I say I'm over them. But I just I, I've yet to see one that I enjoy. I've yet to see one that brings anything to the table. Um, and so I'm sitting here going, you know, what can I do? And then you add in the egg to the mix. I'm like, fuck, I don't fuck, I don't give a fuck. Um, so I'm trying to trying to come up with something that's even remotely entertaining, and I don't have anything right now. So before the show, you said you were going to do it. So how about you show us how it's done while I think of something? I think you just pissed him off. <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> if uh, you are talking, we can't hear you, Mr. Fabe. Perhaps you are on mute. Oh, sorry. I'm, yeah, I was on mute. mute sorry. So I, I was going to do a capture the egg challenge kind of like capture the flag uh a a survivor series style or a um what was the the stadium stampede style match where there's an egg at either end and you have to get it from the other the other team you capture the other team's egg you win inside said egg there are slips that you can use for title shots or because if you did a team of four you could do ic title us title or IC title, world title, two tag titles. Now, the way I would set that up prior to last night, um, I would have had the, the Hurt Business in it. Um, I probably would have done, I don't know, a contendership for all of the titles. But I suppose I have to book like the wrestlers and stuff, don't I? Well, you didn't make JLB, so... I didn't make him, he chose to. <laughs> um, okay, so... I would have Retribution reunited, and they would take on... The reunited Hurt Business? Because they failed too, apparently. Yeah, that, well, it's dumb. That's so stupid. Yeah, we spent uh, we spent uh, years talking about how WWE needs to remember that factions work and factions can be fun. And then they came along and created a bunch of factions, and, and uh, the Hurt Business was at least a successful and, and entertaining faction. And within uh, a week and a day, most of those factions on main roster are done. Well, and 
within three weeks of the Hurt Business becoming the most dominant faction in professional wrestling at the time, um, they broke them up. You have to remember, three weeks ago, all of them were draped in gold. Well, not MVP, but he's injured. Like, draped in gold was the thing for for NXT. So, NXT doesn't really have a group either right now. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the reunion of, of the Hurt Business versus, and we'll make this, or not Hurt Business, versus the reunion of the Retribution versus... Um, what was uh, Eric Young's group with... Sanity. Sanity. The reunion of Sanity, which means we're bringing wrestlers back for it. I was going to say, you got wrestlers... Well, technically, you only have to bring back Eric Young because uh, Alexander Wolf's still with the company. He's just in Imperium now. And Killian Dane's still with the company. He's just fucking around with Drake Maverick and Nikki Cross is somewhere still with the company. No, better than that. I got better than that. That's not who I want to reunite. I want to bring back... Um, oh, crap. I lost it. Fuck it. I don't know. That's what I'm going... Oh, the... Ba- uh, not the Balor Club. The the only club... OC. Bring back the OC. So, there's actually a one-man advantage for Retribution. Two, if you count the woman. Three, if you go back to Mer- Mercedes Martinez being part of it. So, OC versus... Um, retribution in a whole stadium they gotta protect their egg versus the other team and then of course you have to get the egg back to the other end <laughs> I could see Vince doing this <laughs> not those teams but that that stipulation oh absolutely sounds like I'm not the only one munching yeah my bad no it's okay we're still waiting on sparks so uh, okay so so this is about the only idea I've come up with but I, I don't even know how I work it it's it's a it's an egg dying match. <laughs> um, okay. But so it's I gonna be loose. Dane, we can hear your voice. It's gonna be loosely based. It's gonna be an AEW. Oh, that's, well, that's better. That's an improvement. They've uh, already done something similar. It's gonna be loosely based on uh, the the um, Mimosa Mayhem match. Okay. Cassidy versus uh, Chris Jericho. But instead of mimosas around the ring in giant vats, it's going to be egg dyeing mix and variety of of pastel colors. Um, Very Easter themed. Nice. And uh, the wrestlers are going to be uh, all dressed in white, like eggs. Um, And the goal is going to be to not get dyed yourself if you get dyed you're eliminated it's gonna be a multi-man match if you get dyed you're eliminated um the goal is gonna be to retrieve the egg from above the ring so it's a ladder match um and then dye the egg in one of the vats so just getting the egg doesn't win it once it's down you have to get it in one of the vats to dye it so um in terms of contestants, it's going to be a singles match. Singles match, but the contestants are going to be uh, pairs from from different factions. So you're going to have uh, Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt from uh, Jurassic Express. You're going to have Orange Cassidy and Chucky e. T 
from Best Friends. Um, you're going to have MJF and Wardlow, mostly because Wardlow wants to... Wardlow looks good in a suit, and MJF wants to show off a white suit. So, And then uh, to round it all out with um, Faction Warfare, you're going to have Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho. Eight-man ladder match, singles match, in white suit. And Jericho's wearing his still-stained, orange, freshly squeezed white suit. Possibly. <laughs> it'll, it'll be more stained by the end of this. That's that's for certain. I don't know who I'd have win. Maybe Marco. Marco needs a big win. Uh, uh, Plus, uh, the joy of seeing MJF go into a tub of dye would be fun. Yeah, that would be... Uh, I'm in favor. I like it. That's, that's That actually sounds better than it rightfully deserves. The only fact that I don't like is that you just completely disregarded that brown eggs were a thing. Because brown eggs suck for uh, Easter. Who dyes brown eggs? They all come out brown. Well, not dying brown, but there is brown eggs. There are, but you don't use them for Easter. Well, maybe you And did. this was an Easter dying egg-themed thing. Fabe, you gotta back me up on this thing. <laughs> Nobody dyes brown eggs. I, uh, I don't like farm fresh eggs at all. Mm. Okay, it's true. I forgot. I'm talking to a bunch of Americans. Yeah, Americans. We wash <laughs> our eggs and have to store them in the fridge. <laughs> no, to be fair, I usually get white eggs too. Just trying to bust balls, but clearly it did not work in my favor and bounced back at me. No, I, 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 I've never heard them referred to as white or brown eggs. I feel like this is... I'm going to go ahead and be the one who goes political tonight. I feel like this is really woke. Farm I've, heard, and, I've and, heard them referred to as brown eggs uh, just in the end. Uh, again, we're talking about an egg dying themed match. No one's gonna yeah. choose brown eggs for that. No yeah, one is, yeah. unless you want all your dyed eggs to look like poop. Because you well, know what happens when like, you try to try to dry, dye a brown egg pastel pink? It just looks darker brown. Fair. So this would be an egg tanning match for the brown eggs. <laughs> it would. It ends up looking like MJF when he comes out after a tanning session. The I dude could... looks like an Oompa Loompa. They, he needs to lay off the self-tanner. <laughs> I would love to see Seamus tanned. Nope. I would, no. I would no. ruin the character. Seamus, Seamus uh, not being tanned. Daniel Bryan not being tanned. Even, even John Moxley not being tanned. They all have advantages because in their style of, of matches, in fact, all the styles of matches, right, current, have a lot of chops. And well, Daniel Bryan chops. especially, when you, when you chop him to the chest, your handprint shows up on his chest for the rest of the match. And it makes it look so much more painful. Not that the chops aren't painful, but it just, it sells it even. Um, I was thinking about it this week, uh, or yeah, this week on uh, AEW Dark Elevation, uh, John Moxley had a match with, I don't know, Elevation. Do we really expect him to be someone important? Um, and at one point the guy chopped him and I thought to myself, you know, that's why John Moxley doesn't tan is so that, because his chest lit up red to make it look more painful. Yep. Yeah. It sells, it, it helps sell your teammates. Mm -hmm. I just want to see him tan. I don't want him to always be tan. No, no, because he's a redhead. Redheads don't tan. Yeah. Plus white privilege and shit, man. Yeah. They get to work <laughs> inside and not have to get 
tan because they don't have to work in the sun. Yeah, I don't, I don't so, know. I all I know is that Seamus, that is probably currently the longest running um, gimmick that there is. Well, yeah, I mean they they use it on his ring entrance. Like, yeah, because that some bitch glows when you project spotlights on him. It's even like, he is white. There was a picture of him at the gym, right? <clears throat> Showing off his muscles. And me and my graphic design buddies were joking and we we're like, okay, why don't we just brighten him up <laughs> even more with the with the level bar? <laughs> we put it literally to the full brightness and we didn't notice that much of a difference. <laughs> I'm exaggerating a bit, but I mean like holy hell this guy is as white as he's pale. He's one pale pale fella. He has to drink darn near lots of vitamin D milk because he does, does not get his uh, vitamin D from the sun at all, <laughs> whatsoever. Well, those are fun. Were they? Ish. Were, were they really? <laughs> For me, I think a capture the flag thing or a, a paintball esque thing would be fun. Yeah, it'd be imagine fun. Except WWE would never do play- it. Imagine wrestlers playing paintball in their in their gear, whatever their current gear is. They'd have to play the welts that those guys would have. Oh jeez. Oh yeah. yeah, that would be brutal. Seamus, Daniel Bryan, both would have to be in a match, and randomly they bring Paige back just just having a whole <laughs> pale battle royale. There. I'm thinking instead of paintball, they do um the those those uh, guns that the American gladiators used. Oh yeah, the, the tennis ball gun. Shot the tennis balls, but instead of tennis balls, it's it's painted Easter eggs. <laughs> They're what a disgusting mess that would be. <laughs> be horrible. Okay. Oh. Well, let's move on to the second challenge, and I, I will give JLB a chance to go. So I have two. Okay. Uh, just let me know which one you guys would rather do. So since I'm just never creative with these things, I'm sorry. So since there is no faction anymore, I would like you specifically to book your faction that you can actually use either from Raw or SmackDown with their current set superstars how they have it set up on each brand of who you would put together and why. So that's option one. And option two is limo potatoes, but just in case if you might be interested, I would like you to book, I would like you to rebook Hall of Fame class 2021 with superstars you think that are deserving because this Hall of Fame class is uh, pretty sad. I have an idea. Well, let's, let's do one a piece. Okay, I call dibs on faction because I don't want to fucking touch the whole thing. (laughs) It's fine. I'm okay with that, but you got to go first. Okay. Because then I can dialogue. So in terms of faction, (coughs) try to think. I'm thinking, I'm thinking a work rate faction. How I would, what I would call it, I'm not sure. But it would be on SmackDown. Um, It would feature Alistair Black, Chad Gable, Murphy and KO. Probably you would have KO as the ringleader, uh, just because he's the highest profile of them. But they, they'd they be the faction that's about, we put in the work. We don't take shortcuts. We don't take 
you know, count outs or whatever. We put in the work, we win based on our talent. Um, and, and they would show it by dominating people. Uh, think Hurt Business without being stupid heels. Because Hurt Business was good. Hurt Business was really good with their overall um, setup. They came in and they dominated. Uh, but the fact that they did it so often with heel, you know, uh, pack mentality instead of just dominating with being dominant athlete. Um, but this would allow us to have KO is kind of the ringleader of it. Alistair Black is the enforcer. Heck, this is almost the four horsemen here. Um, and then you put Murphy and uh, Chad Gable as a tag team. Who wouldn't want to watch that tag team? Yeah, that would be an awesome tag team. I'm surprised you left Cesaro out of the mix. Well, I thought about it, but I I have a feeling Cesaro's in line for a push right now. And, and I think he works better. I think... He's been stuck in tag team for so long. Yeah. You know what I mean? That having him a solo for a while is kind of the same thing with like Nakamura. Keeping him on his own, I think, makes more sense too. Uh, I think you can also have like a work rate feud because of the way that SmackDown's set up. Yeah. I mean, you really could because, I mean, you're still talking. Seth, you got got, uh, Daniel Daniel Bryan. Bryan. Yeah. Uh, That's the deal is that. Them, the the only difference is Seth and Daniel Bryan and and Shinsuke Nakamura wouldn't necessarily be a group. So you'd have the work rate work rate group versus individual worker showing you know trying to show that we can outwork everyone. Yes, I just stole Christian. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I I don't trust Seth Rollins being in a group again. Um, Definitely wouldn't want to see him in a group. That's for sure. Seth. Seth has always done well as a non-leader, and so I've been kind of thinking about why did why did Monday Night Messiah as a group fail? Why did that group fail? Um, even when when he was the architect with the the authority, he wasn't the leader. Triple H was. Um, and in the Shield, the closest you got to a leader was Roman. That was the only one who actually called a shot. Um, I'm just Seth really led a group. Well, Messiah group there. Yeah, and and it failed. It, it wasn't it wasn't good when when uh, all the two big dudes, um, authors of pain, were with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it, it something's missing. Seth can be a figurehead, but he's he's. I think he needs an Arn Anderson level guy next to him to be a for, to be the Ric Flair to a group. And he never had that. Otherwise, he had to be the he can he can be the head of the group, but he can't be the leader. If that makes sense. So far, that doesn't mean he won't eventually. It just means thus far he hasn't been able to pull that off. Yeah. But okay. yeah. So now your turn. Go uh, tell us how you would rebook the Hall of Fame. I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> I regret it because I think there's qualified um, entrants this time. Um, I mean, RVD and Kane. Those are the only ones that I would say are qualified. Who? RVD and Kane are the other ones that are qualified. And I guess... Oh, I, I'm, I'm leaving Molly Holly in it. Oh, snap, yes. And uh, Molly. But you have to rebook it, so no bueno. Well, I can leave a man. I can bring him back in. Yeah, with Amo Potato, you can. Um... <laughs> trying to think of who I'd replace Shatner with. That was an announcement today. How can Shatner on WWE? 
like I don't even really remember him being there. I saw a picture of him with Lawler in the ring, and I was like, oh, still not remembering that. You know who I think I, I think that I induct. I think my induction for a celebrity goes to Buffer. I used the WCW time with Buffer. Is it Bruce Buffer, Michael Buffer? Michael Buffer. Bruce Buffer is the uh, UFC guy. Yeah, Michael Buffer. Um, and I induct him into the Hall of Fame to replace Shatner. Um, I I guess you have to leave last year's altogether, so Jushin Thunder Liger is still in there. That's solid. British Bulldog, that's fine. JBL, go ahead. I, you have your camera on, so I just want to see you your reaction when I say, yeah, that's fine, he can stay in. <laughs> less reaction than I expected. Yeah. I, I think he's a douchebag, but I, you can't discount what he's brought to the game. So. No. So, I mean, last year's class is really the weaker part of that class because you have the NWO went in last year um, and the Bellas went in. Oh, that's why Hogan was there. I was figuring out, like, why is Hogan here? Yeah. And, and yeah, and then I saw well, Paul... He's also there because he's hosting WrestleMania, and so they were like, yeah. But, but yeah, New World Order. This year is Molly Holly, Eric Bischoff, uh, Kane, Greg Cully, RVD, and Shatner. Uh, I really only pull Greg Cully out of that. Yeah, that's the deal. You you say that they didn't deserve it, but the simple fact is the only one off the list of this year's nominees that arguably doesn't deserve it is the great Kali. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I feel like you can do a better celebrity. No, Hey, Shatner's a fellow Canadian. I think he's awesome. He's a funny dude. His speech is probably going to be hilarious. So I'm super down just to see him. But as a celebrity star, like, I feel like you can have other people instead. I don't know. But yeah, I guess when you guys just recapped it, I definitely don't have any issues with Molly or... No. If, if I was going to add another person to this list, and it's it's a group that, that I think is solid. Again, I, I do replace Shatner. I think, I think with uh, Buffer's a good move. I, I, I think he did a lot for professional wrestling. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with Buffer and instead of Shatner and instead of the great Collie, I think we need a more pop guy a guy that, that causes more oomph um, I think Stone Cold went in a couple years ago so I think that's out um, oh Paul Bear's already in we know the Undertaker's waiting and that's fine um, not Christian because he just joined another group or another company hmm I'm thinking here hold on great Muda no? Oh, Great Muda. I feel like Great Muda's already in, no? I don't know. I, Is he? I feel like I've heard of the Great Muda already in the Hall of Fame. I shall... Here, let's check. I'm in the process of looking back. Inductee the Great Muda, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's WWE. Yeah, WWE Hall of Fame. No. No? Okay, he's not. So there you go. There's my pop guy. There's my, my one that, that you can give some time to. I'll be honest, I think Cena's ready for it. I think it's too soon for some fans, but I think he's ready for it. Yeah, I think the the only thing in his mind and in fans' mind is he, he's not retired yet. He's fucking retired. Yeah. He's a, he's a movie star. Yep. I think The Rock is ready too, but they haven't done that yet. 
And I don't think this is the year for The Rock. I think this is a good year to do Muda, Kane. I think Kane's a big one. I just don't think he had enough vignettes or vignettes, as some would say, to to really justify a major speech. He'll do. He'll give a speech, but it won't be that Kurt Angle speech, that uh, that Warrior speech, that uh, you know, um, that speech that we all go, oh yeah, I remember when he was inducted. I don't know. I just feel like you need more older guys, though, man. Like, and I get it. It's maybe I'm just feeling old and whatever now because now Kane is a Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? Like, whoa, what the? You know, it really took me back there. Welcome to getting <laughs> but, old. Oh, jeez. But I don't know, man. I'm thinking like Steiner Brothers. You know, you put old classic. You know, uh, Dean Scott Malenko. Scott still wrestling? No, I don't think so. Lex Scott is. is- in the Hall of Fame. Luger's a tough one. Why is he a tough one? The Elizabeth thing? Just as a whole. Just... You know, he, he also, frankly, didn't have a very good WWE career. And so putting him in it, it relies a lot on admitting that he had a good career in the competition, right? It Which also... Is... Which is fine but with a celebrity, but it's a little tougher than... Well, like, it's it's fine with Sting, because Sting, while yes, his best years were with WCW, it's because he didn't come to WWE until right at the end, right? So they put him in yeah. and they can say that. But because Luger failed miserably at being the face of the company and then went over to WCW and had a pretty successful career, makes it tough for WWE to be like, uh, yeah, let's put him in. Well, I mean, NWO, though, is a WCW-created thing. Just it is, but... Bought... Th- yeah, it is, and, and the, the thing with them is it was also a cultural phenomenon, and it still, to this day, is one of WWE's top-selling teams. Just yeah. two, three... Uh... And it's made up of three stars who all had big careers in WWE. While, yes, yes NWA was WCW, they were all huge stars in WWE. Fair. Okay. You know what? I, I, I can throw a uh, uh, change my mind out to you. Change my mind. The NWO was really only beneficial. It was beneficial to Hogan, but was most beneficial to Razor Ramon, i.e. Scott Hall. Yeah. Yeah, his his uh of all the characters in the NWO more than anyone maybe else. Steiner maybe Steiner could be as equally as benefit mm-hmm. nope Kurt Hennig's already in so we can't use him man I would just other mid card icons that were incredible I I really think Muda's the one Brian Pillman uh, isn't Brian Pillman already in nope I thought he went in the year after he died I believe so oh, same Brian whoops no because I uh oh Brian Pillman Jr. on his phone they're finally going into the Hall of Fame so yep. I think he went in la- 2019 okay there it is there it is um if I if I needed to throw in a luchador because I, I feel like that's an important I think Muda covers that though I think Muda's one of the biggest historical names that isn't in it's not, it's not. never mind not in the Hall of Fame Filming isn't? No. That would be a really heartfelt speech. That'd be pretty cool on their behalf. Um, I think Glenn Jacobs should go in as Dr. Isaac Yankum instead of Kane. <laughs> yeah. I think they have, have four years in a row where Mick Foley goes in as one of his personas. <laughs> this year it's Dude Love. This year it's Mankind. 
<laughs> oh, and they're they're so gonna do that. I feel. <laughs> I feel like you could put the Steiners in together. I don't, I just don't think you put Scott in by himself right yet. No. Eventually, Scott will go in by himself. But they do. They lean towards. They lean very heavily towards WWE superstars. Um, so if you if you didn't want to do Muda, who was the other the other um, Japanese guy with the tattoos on his face? Was he in WWE? He was, wasn't he? I think he was. I think he had more of a career in WCW though, but I was in WWE for a bit. Uh, his name escapes me though. Anyway, or just for hot mic incidents, Val Venus. That's not. I mean, the Godfather's in. Why couldn't Val Venus be in? Because Val Venus is a crazy hothead right now. Like he got banned from Twitter <laughs> for saying a bunch of stupid shit. He just wouldn't be in his right mind. Is why it would be entertaining. He certainly deserves it, but. I understand why WWE's not putting him in because he's not in the best place right now. Yeah. I think if you did another women, woman, you could easily do Jazz or Jacqueline. Easily put either of those two in. I feel like Jacqueline's already in. If she's not, she should be. For yeah, sure. I think I think she's already in. Uh, and not that and, it discounts it by any means, but uh, Jazz is currently actively wrestling in Impact Wrestling. Oh, that's why then. So that's going to put a hamper on uh, Jazz getting it. Yeah. Ooh, here's one. And one of them's deceased, so it's not great. But um, the, uh, the what was it, All-Americans, the, the tag team that followed Kurt Angle, um, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin together. Uh, FYI, class of 2016, Jacqueline. Okay, there it is. Inducted by the Dudley Boys. Oh. Good move. <laughs> Why was she inducted by the Dudley Boys? She was a manager for him at one point. Oh, snap. Okay. I'm not remembering quite a bit of WWE, not ECW. Yeah, it was WWE, not ECW. Same year that Sting got in. Yeah, he's hard. Yeah, Sting! Sting! I feel like they overuse that now. Like, I didn't realize that was a thing until they made it to a thing. Like, I it thought was it was cool. It, it was a thing. They made it into a bigger thing now. I feel like he just, he, he does it like he's far-reaching it. You know what I mean? Like, like, he tries to make it. Before, it was just like, you did it. Cool. You know, it didn't seem forced. Now, it just seems like it's forced as uh, this being this being a COVID year, though, I think it's okay to not have Cena or or The Rock or uh, that's where I'm at. Yeah, ultimately, I think that also plays into it. They, it's a COVID year. They have to temper their their stuff, knowing that the big names they want fans. Yeah, yep. And that's why that's why Undertaker's waiting. And then the next year you can do a different one, and then the next year you can do a different one, and so. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to take that away. I don't want. I don't need a, a pop star. Uh, uh, somebody who's gonna go, make everybody go. Oh wow! This is the type of Hall of Fame that's designed for real wrestling fans who go. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, if Ray was retired, I'd say Ray. Um, he's not. I still kind of say Ray. Yeah. I I say say Ray because then maybe he'll retire. <laughs> That's a fair statement. <laughs> okay, we put you in the Hall of Fame, so also, go home I now. Here's here's a here's a really <laughs> solid move. If he's not already in, William freaking Regal. In fact, I'm gonna look. I don't believe he's in yet. I mean, who's been a bigger staple in professional wrestling for thirty years? 
Okay, there's been bigger staples, but dude needs to be in it. What staple are you referring to? Staple. 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 Oh, staple. Okay, sorry. Sorry, jeez. That being said, we'll go ahead and move on to the third challenge, because we spent a lot of time there. And my challenge is going to be not directly like wrestling match related. It's going to be more in the vein of the Hall of Fame one. But I, uh, before I tell you what the challenge is, I need each of you to pick a brand. AEW, Impact, Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. NXT. Yeah. Okay, NXT for DA Fabe. Uh, I don't know what this is, though. Uh, I'll go with AEW. AEW, okay. So, those are your assigned promotion now, assigned brand. You have to do your Mount Rushmore of that current brand. All time or the way it sits right now? The way it sits right now. <laughs> Mine is so easy. <laughs> oh, I'm going first, apparently, because I said that. Okay. Yep. So, um, Finn Balor, um, Karrion Cross, Tommaso Ciampa, and Adam Cole. Gargano make, doesn't make the cut. I know. That's fucking wow. That, Who that's, are you taking off of there? That Who are hurts, you taking off of there? Um, you, it, it hurts my soul to say it, but Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross is the only one you can say that about. For sure. But like I say, it hurts my soul to say it. But here's the deal: the reason the reason it comes off that way is, as of right now, Karrion Cross as a whole has not done much in NXT. He held the belt for one day, technically three, because he four because he won it on a Saturday and then relinquished it on a Wednesday. But that's beside the um. You know, it's it's he hasn't done much. He he came in, beat a bunch of jobbers, got one championship match won the belt then had to relinquish it because he was injured and has only just come back um whereas johnny gargano has been every champion in nx um and the face of nx for years and is still actively the face of part of nx oh i understand but but it's it's also tough you know i mean adam cole deserves to be on there but frankly as much as we love Adam Cole, would he be where he is without the rest of the Undisputed Era? Would the rest of the Undisputed Era be where they are without? Oh wow. you're just gonna you're just gonna reverse psychology that? <laughs> no, yeah. no, yeah. exactly. That they're a, they're a symbios, symbiosis, right? They need each other to get to where they they were. So so putting Adam Cole on the Mount Rushmore without also acknowledging the rest of the Undisputed Era is tough. Okay, so he has the Undisputed Era logo. Well, that one he does it. The gang sign. Sorry, he's still in. Solid, there it is. <laughs> I don't I don't know if that came out the right direction to No, it was the wrong direction, but it's okay. Do I need There you go. Undisputed Era. There it is. Anyway, um, no, I mean it's to... it's it's a tough tough choice one way or another. Uh, the only one I, that I would have changed if I if I pulled Karrion Cross off, I would say William Regal. I feel about Gargano. How I feel about about uh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he's great. He really is. <laughs> I'm done. That's the whole statement. He's great. He's really he really is. 
I can find a dozen ways to make him honorable mention over and over I, and over again. I I will say that personally, I prefer uh, Johnny Gargano as the face underdog character yes. over the cocky heel character he's currently on. Yes. Now, now here's the twist. Uh, do it again for women in NXT. Currently on the roster. Correct. That was my problem. Otherwise, I'd have Rhea on there, but she's just recently changed rosters. So, um, Candice LeRae, um, EO, it's really hard to ignore Dakota Kai. Really hard to ignore Dakota Kai, so I'm going to say Dakota Kai. And Io Shirai, Dakota Kai, Candice LeRae, two of those have not held the championship. That's crazy. Um... I want to put Tegan in there, but that's just my Tegan mark. Um, what did you say? Mad at you? What? Just Why? I'm so mad at you. So you just just and just say your last response. Okay, Beth Phoenix, because she's an announcer. Oh, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're not even considering Ember Moon. Like, what does Ember Moon get flushed down oh, the freaking? Yeah, like, I'm sorry. I. So I'm rolling her into current NXT, and because of her five-year stint somewhere else, this run has not been as glorious as the last run was. Um, Ember's a fair call. I mean, if you're if you're truly doing a Mount Rushmore, you should be doing all time. In which case, I, you got both yes. of those lists. It's 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 now, and I still think Ember Moon is considered. Well, come on, Beth Phoenix can't be your. I guess you can. That's weird. If I did if I did William Regal, I could do Beth Phoenix. Sure. Smart seriously <laughs> looks like he just died in his seat there. Oh, there he moved. There he is. Um. Yeah, it, uh, no, no, it's fine. But they the, bastardized the crap out of the women's division so hard that we haven't. And EO's been such a dominant champion for so very, very long that it's tough to it's tough to you know look at the rest of the roster and say ah they're on that level. Um, again, still the strongest women's roster there is. But I, I I'm starting to wonder if that's because of writing now that I have to do this. Are they are they just written better? Um, Tony Storm instead of instead of Beth. Tony Storm's a former champion in UK. NXT does include UK. Ooh, and instead of William Regal or or Karrion Cross, I'm gonna bring Valter in. Longest reigning NXT champion of all time. Yeah, he's a beast. I would love to see Walter go up against Bobby Lashley. I want to see Walter go up against anybody Walter wants to go up against. <laughs> But I never want to see him bend over to get in somebody's face again and watch his boob just flap in the wind. <laughs> that was a little awkward for me. God, you have fantastic breasts, Walter. <laughs> well, let's move over to J.O.B., who has to <laughs> That's do... That's all you got is let's move on from that. What Not else can remote... I do? What else can I do? Let's move over to JLB and see what he's got in store with doing it for AE dubs. Damn. Um, so, I mean, Kenny Omega is clearly there. Uh, I feel like I have to put Cody Rhodes up there, too. Uh, just the pure talent that he is in the ring just showcases that he's got all the talent in the world. It's a shame he's not, I guess, in his prime. Prime. You know, Sorry. Prime. You know, and he's uh 
and and he's um what do you call it uh he's he's one of the owners or whatever the um EVP that's it so he has a lot more work to do and just but him still doing what he does in the ring I find is phenomenal so he I would think he would be up there um I feel like so I was thinking Moxley because he kind of has it all but then I don't know if that's an injustice towards Okay, so tell me, tell me what you guys think. Omega, Rhodes, Moxley, and um, and Guevara. I mean, uh, I mean, unless I could put Young. I no, take out Guevara, put FTR as a tag team if I can do that. Well, I I I could be a dick and point out there's only four faces on um, Mount Rushmore, so doing a tag team puts you at five. Um, but you know what? I'll just fucking whatever. Allow it. <laughs> but now I'm going to make it tough for you and have you do the women as well. Which okay. to me is even more fun because I know you uh, don't particularly like the current women's division in AEWs. Yeah, it's very valid. Um, Rip Baker definitely would be one of them, especially after the unsanctioned match. Uh, but even even before that, uh, she would be up there. I <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, uh, we have Brit. I would put up. Um, I would put up. Damn, I don't. We don't get enough women wrestling to watch because I was gonna say, I was gonna say Britt Baker, Jade, but she's only been in two matches, so that's not even fair. But I'd like the whole thing. But I can put her up because then that's doing injustice towards every other woman wrestler who's been there. Uh, I really like that girl who's been wrestling since she was nine. And I'm forgetting her name. Shanna? The French girl? No, no, no. She's like a Japanese chick. Oh. Mm, is that Yuka Sakazaki? It might be. Xavier. Uh, Xavier. Uh, what's his name? I'm losing all kinds of names. Uh, Excalibur. Now is it? Oh, so now we're back to men again? How, how does that work? No, I'm saying the name. I was just trying to remember because he always says it every time she's in the ring. She has more experience than everyone else in the ring, and she's the youngest superstar in that ring. Da, 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 da. Um, okay, I'm going to be... Yeah, Brit. I'll be lame. Brit, Naya. Uh, Naya? Naya? <laughs> Naya, wow. No, no, never Naya. Never Naya. If she was the last woman on earth, I would choose to never have a Mount Rushmore of anything on my island. She would not be on it. Never. I do not like Nia Jax. I do not like her in a match. Okay? And that will forever be my uh, thing. But yeah, I, I would go with Britt, uh, Nyla Rose, um, Hikiru Shida, and Big Swole. I was going to say, waiting this entire time for you to say Hikaru Shida's name, going, how, how can you not put the current and longest reigning women's champion? No, but I mean, she was there. I was just trying to find other women uh, rather than uh, uh, other women. Like, Swole, I haven't seen enough of her, and I don't think she would technically be on the Mount Rushmore yet. I just couldn't think of anyone else. Like Riho, you couldn't think of the first women's champion? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good point right there. No, I, I mean that's that's fair. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't thank Brandy Rhodes, the no. chief brand officer. Yeah, and she's good at that. She wouldn't be on the Mount Rushmore. Her wrestling is horrid. Great, as 
as we discussed on WBU, Brandy Rhodes is kind of the the um, Stephanie McMahon of any greatest list. Yeah, that's it. I'm curious, who would you guys? Because well, or who would you guys have put for woman? So you did Brit, Nyla, Karushita, and Swole. Yeah, I mean, Riho would have been my big change there. Yeah, Riho would have been the, the obvious change. Um, I feel like this woman I'm doing injustice to, though. Like, I don't know if... The, the tough thing the, is, like, there's, there's part of me that sits here and thinks that uh, even though Chris Statlander's out with a torn ACL right now, she was on such a track to be the face of the company um, that it's hard to not argue about putting her on there but uh i think i think the the dark horse candidate here is penelope penelope ford penelope ford definitely deserves at least a mention Anna but, anna jay deserves a mention yes, uh, especially does. being being such a rookie and 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 performing so well but. well and by that standard i mean yes Britt baker belongs on it prior to that match but you have to remember, she was in that match with Thunder Rosa. Yes. Thunder Rosa is a piece to that. It is tough to fill out that fourth spot, but I think you have to go the three champs and the three champs and Britt Baker. They are the faces of that division. Um, and if you're going to throw out one of the champs, it's probably Riho, except for that she was the first. I mean, I swear to God, if she didn't retire and she stayed in AEW, I feel like uh, Miss Smiley there would... Uh would have been on my list because I was just amazed. Yeah, I, I was so excited for Smiley Kylie, and then and then she left, and I. Oh my gosh! Think about it. We could have had a sequel to our favorite, uh, to our favorite Orange Cassidy match in the Indies. We could have had Orange Cassidy versus Smiley Ray, Kylie Ray, mm-hmm. part two. Yeah, because when I first saw her on that first pay per view at the Casino Battle Royale. I was, I thought her gimmick was cool. I thought it was awesome. She went in that ring. She freaking kicked some ass and uh, so disappointed that she left or they didn't sign her. I mean, if you you say things like, if this person hadn't left, well, let's go with round two of that. If this person hadn't left, Karma's in that category or, or Awesome Kong, I guess is what she was in. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a fan of her. Yeah, well. I mean, she, she was dominant for a very long time in in Impact. Yeah, she belongs in somebody's Hall of Fame. Probably going to be Impact's. For sure, for sure. I just feel like she did all her great work in Impact, though. WWE, she was hardly anything. That, I, I guess she got she pregnant. Did. I mean, that's that uh, happens. Yeah. So. Right. so and, I, and I think it's just because that's it. She wasn't anywhere for too long, aside from Impact. Impact. She destroyed it. She made. She made her name there. Um, and she was. She was at Impact when Impact was the women's revolution. And and I know WWE likes to think that they invented women's wrestling. I know they like to pretend that they're the first ones to have women wrestle the way men wrestle. Impact did it first and did it better for a very long time. 
and did it longer than WWE has done it thus far. About my only problem with Impact's women's division, I I hate the name Knockout. I hate it. Yeah. yeah, they did. Oh, they they sexualized them. The company sexualized them. But those women, Gail Kim, um, Gail Kim, uh, 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 Angelina Love, Madison Rain, uh, Velvet Sky, who was the worst of the beautiful people in, in terms of her wrestling skill, um, you, Mickey James, uh, Awesome Kong. You just you can just keep listing, and over and over and over you get great women's wrestlers. Yeah, and yeah. here's the deal: I get the the double double entendre joke with it. They're knockouts because they're good looking, but it's also they're knockouts because they they're gonna knock you out thing. But it just it's it just still to this day feels too divas esque. I mean, so. it's better than diva calling them a diva, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's better. Almost, it's almost cool if you called that like your DVD to, you know, your DVD thing for the woman kind of thing. Oh, no. Yeah, no. I think I think the benefit to it is we we talk about the pendulum swing in certain things in life. Um, I think that what it did was swing the pendulum so far one way that we got true genuine respect for women's wrestling when it came back. Things like the word divas and knockouts and making Kelly Kelly a champion and you know, those types of things made us swing that pendulum back to go, I want real women's wrestling. I want Charlotte Flair versus Sasha. I want uh, Awesome Kong versus Gail Kim. I want those matches when I watch women's wrestling. Right. I want what it started out as, Alundra Blaze versus Paul Nakano. I loved those matches in the early 90s. They were great. Considering what we were watching in the men's division, they were just as good. Like, the men's division sucked in the early 90s, too. Uh, work rate was not a thing in the 90s. It, it didn't even exist as a terminology. <laughs> well, I mean, Bret Hart... didn't exist as a terminology. Sure, Bret Hart did, but... The, the concept was not work rate it was character development the early 90s was all about character development that's why we got guys like duke the jumpster drozy doink the clown how many the somethings did you get man repo man the gobbledygooker the undertaker again (laughs) if not for mark calloway's work rate and willingness to keep kayfabe all the time it doesn't work but you know yokozuna all these people are, are were characters back then. And that same thing happened in the women's division. In fact, we got more real wrestling in the women's division because you had cheeky, blonde-haired girl and big, mean Japanese girl. <laughs> like, that's really all that there was in WWE. I don't remember. There was Bertha Faye, but I don't remember any consistent contenders other than Bull and and Alundra Blaze. Uh, Brutus the Barber. Sorry, still on the. You're still going with thes. Yeah. The Diesel, the Razor Ramon, <laughs> the Heartbreak Kid, Sean. Uh, the IRS, the Right to Censor. <laughs> which uh, ironically IRS. came back, which ironically came back as a as a stable in two, in 2021, because uh, Peacock is having the right to censor a lot of WWE network product, and thus goodbye the Attitude Era. I, I don't know how they're gonna do history. You forget your history. <laughs> I don't know how they're gonna do uh, 
with with this any ECW shows and any Attitude Era shows on Peacock if they're already censoring stuff, but it depends on what they're censoring. If they're censoring sexual content, then women women of that era get deleted from history. If they're um, and again, not at the fault of women. That's that's at the fault of Vince, Vince and Eric and everybody who was involved in that era um, in leadership. Um, if they're um, censoring blood, you lose all of ECW, like all of ECW. If they're censoring excessive violence. You lose most of the wrestling matches. Um, <laughs> profanity, okay, so we'll lose we'll lose a couple speeches. Um, uh, the political sensitivities of today, you'll lose a lot of the Attitude Era. Yeah, you know, um, turning I turning. I don't think you'll lose like DX suck it. Does it fall under ex- sexually ex- explicit content? I don't know. I I don't know if you'd lose the suckets, but you'd lose all the crotch chops. Really? If they're doing uh, explicit content, that yeah, pointing oh. towards your genitalia. Come on, though. It 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 really just depends on what they choose to be censored to censor. There is some sensitivities that exist today that they're gonna target, and 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 all of those are are open season, unfortunately, in today's market. I mean, they're definitely gonna get rid of the Katie Vick angle. That. I- was gone that's fine you could have technically got rid of it don't mind if that's not part of history uh you know you're gonna get rid of sable taking her top off and probably having a handprint on her boobs that's probably going away all the bronze and that's fair to do i mean these are things that are fair to do but it 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 won't be consistent and that's the part that'll take you off the most they'll get rid of cat doing the topless match or cat and sable's match and then they'll still keep Stacy Keebler versus Tori Wilson in an evening gun match, which is exploitation of women either way. Right. You know, they'll, they'll and that's just an example. I'm not saying that those are the specific things that are going to happen, but it, I can almost guarantee it won't be consistent. I still can't believe that whole Vince McMahon thing at Survivor Series with John Cena, because that was 2004. And I'm like, did people make a big deal about that back then? Like, I felt like that would have still been a pretty big deal, but it's also wrestling, so maybe a lot of people don't care or watch. But um, him dropping the N-bomb like that is like very, like, whoa. Booker even made a joke about that in the segment. Tell me who you that literally was the joke of the segment yeah. is is out of touch old white man doesn't realize that he can't say that word you know um it, it in the end this is something like i said before this is something that i think i would have preferred done with uh content warning and and a disclaimer rather than flat out removing but That's- like you can only watch certain content if you're above this age you have to you know set things on the WWE network side if you want uh if you're over 16 or over 18 you can watch this content and then you have those disclaimers and then you're all good i don't see why sponsors would drop you if you add disclaimers or any of that or people give you backlash you're literally giving them a way out to not watch that content if they don't need to because it's content that happened you know what i mean i i get it it's not appropriate in 2021 and wwe mentioned that and they want to make things more 2021 censored okay fine 
for the new content you can certainly do that but this is still part of your your brand if you will whether it was stuff you know and i get it you have to also make it a teachable moment and things like that too but that's where i i guess you would have to do the the warnings and so on and say hey listen this was at a time but bear in mind with these segments such and such isn't uh very appropriate and uh this is you know if any i think that would even help people understand too rather than just getting rid of it completely you know like oh it guys it never happened you don't need to watch this like then you're kind of just fooling i feel bad for the newer fans who aren't gonna get some of that content uh I, again it depends on what they remove you know like katie vick you can remove you didn't miss much uh but you know the whole brian pillman gun thing with austin i'm sure is gonna be removed you know yep. and then again i mean I, I remember that being a cool thing at the time and i thought that was crazy but chances are i, I remember it being 100 over the top out you know um this shouldn't be on tv so but that's the deal is it was supposed to be shocking this isn't supposed to be on tv um in the end he, he here's what it really kind of comes down to um if you've ever listened to 83 weeks uh eric bischoff talks about what the real downfall of wcw was and it was it wasn't wasn't the finger poke of doom it it wasn't even necessarily directly the ratings decline although it was related to it it was time warner introducing strict standards and practice that stuff that they used to be able to get away with now in the merger with time warner they no longer could do and to read directly from the quote uh nbc universal released in a statement like with other shows on the Peacock platform, we are reviewing WWE content to ensure it aligns with Peacock's standards and practice. So this is, in a way, history repeating itself. Right. But anyways, we are going to go ahead and move on to our game. Because that's oh, yeah. really a WBU more conversation. Yeah. Um, All of that was. But yeah. We got into it. Yeah. So we're going to move on to our game, Ring of Honor, AEW, or Impact. The rules are simple. We're going to give a list of three uh, uh, current WWE wrestlers that need to be relocated to one of those three companies. The first round, uh, your challenge, your choices are any three, but only three members of the way. Who are the members of the way? I'm just thinking Gargano. Um... Gargano, LeRae, uh, Austin Theory, and um, always blank on her name, Indy Hartwell. Okay. All right. I'm going to, I'll go first. I'll take LeRae to AEW, Gargano, Gargano to Impact, Austin Theory to ROH. I think Indy Hartwell's in the right spot, in the right company. I think LeRae can elevate AEW. Um, additionally, they're they're already growing quite a bit, um, and I, I feel like I feel like Larae should have already had the women's championship, and so she may as well go somewhere where she can get it. <laughs> you know, you're not wrong. Yeah, definitely not wrong. Uh, I'd go with I'd bring uh, Gargano to AE Dubs. I feel like he would fit in nice. Uh, I just feel like Theory would just be like another Matt Seidel kind of sort of deal just kind of get matches on evolution and dark and then not really get on the main card 
I feel like Gargano has more of a. Although yes, he's funny though. So I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll be on being the elite a lot, but won't be on Dynamite. So Gargano to AE Dubs, Theory to Impact. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, Larray to Impact, helping out the women's division there. Although they don't need much help, but Larray would be a good addition. And uh, sorry, Theory. There he goes to ROH. It's kind of more of an indie guy anyway, so it would work out. Okay. It's my story, and I'm sticking to it. That sounds good to me. I, I do think it's interesting both of you kept indie in NXT. Um, she, I truly believe that's the best development. It, not only is it the best women's division in WWE, based on our conversation earlier about the Mount Rushmore, I think it's also the best developmental for women and in, and in, 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 uh, sorry not just the best women's division in all of wrestling I think it's also the best developmental in all of women's wrestling um, it's sad I think I think WWE pisses it down their legs having that as a developmental division I mean we have seen them ruin the Iconics we have seen them ruin uh, Ember Moon they, mm-hmm. they significantly dim- they've done correctly with the four horsewomen in Asuka that's it I don't even know if they've done correctly with either of them. They just haven't failed miserably with them. Yeah. That's it. Kari Zane, they completely fucked up. Because Asuka, uh, main roster Asuka is totally different than NXT Asuka. NXT Asuka, you were scared of. Main roster Asuka, she's dancing around backstage and joking with Matt Riddle. Well, no. no. Excuse me. Riddle. No, no, no. not Matt anymore. Excuse me. You can't joke with someone who forgets their lines. I, I'm i 90% certain it was planned for him to forget his lines. That that was the joke. I don't think so. <laughs> Be, no, because of how fast uh, the the interviewer and Asuka recovered from it. And the look on Asuka's face, I'm 99% certain that it was planned. That, that it's a pot joke that he can't maintain. Okay. Fine. Because that's his whole character. It's... it's you know stoner humor no but it's just how how he was talking though too it's like he was just stumbling on his words and i get it which is stoner humor i i i i wonder if we're gonna get a dirt sheet on that on whether it was part of the fucking storyline or not because i just to me she she didn't react like oh he forgot his line she just went on with the rest of it, which is why I feel like it was scripted for him to forget his line. And like I say, the interviewer didn't didn't look frazzled by it at all. Looked like she was expecting it. So anyways, but that's my point is she's not the scary Asuka that she was in NXT. She's goofy Asuka. Um, and uh, but like I say, it's hard to mess up Oscar. She's such a good wrestler that no matter how you mess up the character, yeah, she's so still. The problem is not every character can do that, right? <laughs> uh, as much as I love Adam Cole, it's probably for the best if he never goes to the main roster because he's right. undersized and yeah, and not. They will bury him. Yeah, he'll he'll be Humberto Carrillo. Heck, they even do that with Keith Lee, and he's oversized, according to Vince. <laughs> well, that's because he's fat, and Keith Vince doesn't like to push fat people. Excuse me, Nia Jax is the tag team champion. Nia Jax is the closest thing they have right now to a China, and he's 
he continues to do that. But it's the problem in women's division wrestling to Vince McMahon, large equals powerful. Mm-hmm. So she's large, therefore we book her as a powerhouse. Um, I I am 100% certain that Jordan Grace could bench press Nia Jax, right? But if Jordan Grace was in the ring with Nia Jax, Vince would book Nia Jax as the powerhouse. Yep, for sure. But at the same point, she's she's women's tag champion, but she's women's tag champion and kind of a joke tag team, you know? Mm. So it's not like she they're really booking her strong. That's about the point. And this whole Regino thing just has to stop. Is Carmella just completely out of the picture now, by the way? SmackDown? Like, what happened? Like, I feel like I don't even see her now. Well, I know yeah. you don't even see SmackDown because, yeah. you know. I, I don't know. I was... I'm debating on stopping watching Raw. <laughs> I know. This week was horrible. With with NXT moving to Tuesdays, I might not even have a choice. My wife might just say, you've got to give me one of those nights back. <laughs> And you'll go, John, it's Friday. We don't have it on television. And Monday. And Monday as well. She's going to insist on one of the ones that I currently. She's going to be like, okay, currently you watch Monday and you watch Wednesday and you watch some on Tuesday, but you don't have to watch it on Tuesday. So, so fine. But if you're going to start watching definitely on Tuesday, you need to either give me Monday or Wednesday back. And you know what answer that would be. I will drop raw like the bad habit that it is. Yeah, it's bad. It's almost it's it's just as bad as Bad Bunny's punch to the fist. I don't know. I I thought that was it. Actually, came off as a pretty solid punch on on screen. Yeah, it was a worked punch entirely. But when it happened, because it happened so fast when it first did it, it's the replays that made it look bad. I felt like his winding was too much. But whatever, he's not a wrestler. I get it. But he like winded too much, and I'm like, bro. <laughs> You winded too much. Anyways, what's your challenges to me? Let's keep right. going on the game. Right. Um, mm, all right. I got one that you're just not going to like and won't know what to do with. But you have to keep in mind what would be the best for their character and for them to actually succeed. You can't allow them to fail in the Federation. And these people are Natalia, Naomi, Lana, go. I well, take back every bad thing well I said. Thing. I take it back every bad thing I said to to DA Fabe earlier, and I put it on you now. You're my enemy. No take backsies, la. No take backsies. Go ahead and go, DA Fabe. Uh, um, success is relative, so. Um, <laughs> but I I say that because it's legit. You didn't say they had to successfully be wrestlers, so one of these is easy in my opinion. Lana to AEW as Miro's manager only only <laughs> she will be very successful manager um the other two are a little harder um no they're really not natty to impact as that's a pretty stacked division and i think no i'm gonna put natty to roh she she is the queen teacher the 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 lead guide of you know in in wwe uh, maybe that's why those women get buried. I don't know. Anyway, moving forward. So Natty's going to go to ROH. Uh, Naomi still has, has some good mid-card in her, and I think maybe she could have good main card in her. Fair enough. We'll go with it. So she's going to go to Impact. She's going to Impact because that's, where, that's where, what's left. Okay, so... Um... 
uh, Natty to AEW. Yeah. If only because of the mentorship that she could also offer to that women's division. Yeah, because Kenny Omega ain't doing much. We can we can <laughs> talk about go. He's focused on being the face of the company right now. He's probably yeah. not doing the booking. He's probably uh, not doing much of it. Number one, number two. You need to let it go because the AEW women's division is vastly improved over the last six months by leaps and bounds. Uh, this is true. But uh, three months, but sure. But but Natty and plus in AEW, uh, then Sting can pull her aside and teach her how to properly do a sharpshooter. <laughs> Listen, I know you're a Hart family member and everything, but uh, you know. Brett really should have showed you this. This leg goes over this. Brett suffered such bad concussions from Goldberg that it made Natty forget how to do a sharpshooter. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Too soon? I feel like that was too soon. Yeah. I don't think that'd ever be, like, far enough for you to use. Too soon. I, the, it's Lana that really makes it tough because um, uh, Lana would would get absolutely destroyed in Ring of Honor. Yeah, uh, she wouldn't impact too. But at impact least an, at least an impact. They've got like things in place for for almost comedy characters that Ring of Honor does not have. Uh, not in their women's. So I'm I'm gonna say Lana to Impact. Uh, and then Naomi to Ring of Honor. I feel like I just had a stroke doing that one. But... <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, hey, she might develop as a wrestler. She might. She might. Yep, she sure might. Those kicks, uh, those uh, those kicks to the sides won't be working uh, over at ROH, so she's gonna have to change up her style. Little kick there. So. <sighs> Fabe? Oh, that's right. I got to do this, too. Oh, we could just skip you. You don't have to. I mean, you've tried it before. <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to take my... my uh, I'm going to take my... Uh, I don't want to do wrestlers. So I'm going to take from NXT. I'm going to take announcers. Um, and I'm going to bring one back from, from Exile. I'm going to use a current one, and I'm going to use another current one. So, uh, no, I'm going to bring I'm going to bring back the old staff and just use the old staff. So, Mauro Ronaldo, uh, Beth Phoenix, and Nigel McGuinness, two of which you could actually put somewhere else right now. Um, <laughs> Nigel to Ring of Honor uh, because he actually has history there. And, and as an announcer, he wrestler. What? Yeah. yeah, he's also a past great wrestler, and that being mm-hmm. his development is, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Um, Beth and in the a- whatever you do in AEW, who do you replace? Jr. Well, the, the thing, the thing with AEW, yeah, Jr. is actually the answer. But the thing with <laughs> AEW is, um, uh, uh, I don't know if I. Because I, I am putting Beth to AEW. Just oh. So. But um, I don't know if I re- put her on Dynamite. I think she becomes one of their Dark. Um, I think she joins Dark Elevation uh, as a third member of the announced team. And on 
regular dark, she replaces uh, Anthony Agogo because uh, he annoys me. <laughs> you feel about him how Corey Graves felt about Mara Ranallo? Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Um, and then that puts Mara Ranallo on Impact because of the of the three Impact Impact needs the uh, the step up in in ring announcing. Again, the only person I would put on the same caliber as Mar. Well, I would. It's tough to ignore how good Cole is. We've just been so used to it for so long. But uh, Excalibur is the only one who's on the same caliber as uh, Mar. As Mara was when he was at NXT. Mara was good, really good. Maybe he could have like stepped back off the little like hip sayings. Like I found he said Maybe you could have stepped up back up the little hip saying. Maybe you should get a new joke. No, <laughs> maybe no, I, you I should. Like my joke. <laughs> yeah. Um No you are? No you no, are. No you are, but what am I? Um Okay, so I'll be different, I guess. Um we'll bring Jeff Phoenix to impact. <laughs> Just because I feel like their team just needs better people. No offense to Delo, Delo's still doing it, right? Yeah, it's Delo and Matt Stryker right now. Yeah, like Delo's cool, so it'd be Delo and Matt. Uh, it'd be Delo and Beth. Matt Stryker kind of annoys me. Um, Delo's decent. He's kind of eccentric, but not eccentric enough. Um, My gosh, so- I feel like you have to have Matt Stryker there as a as a play-by-play if you're moving Beth there. Beth is face color. Face color and commentary all day long. Yeah, but D'Lo could... D'Lo, yeah, but isn't D'Lo the healer? No, Matt Stryker is, huh? D'Lo is, is color commentary because you don't get face yeah. or, or heel when there's only two. But really, he, he, he becomes a little bit more heel color commentary, but there's, there's not a lot of face and heel there. There's play-by-play and color commentary. And it's, and frankly, I'm fine John with it. And Joe Joe Buck. I'm fine with there being less of a heel face commentary yeah. dynamic. It's just when you go to three, it's nice to have it. Graves does it well. Graves really does heel commentary very well. But because because it's not I'm gonna root for the bad guy no matter what. Like sometimes he says, Oh yeah, that person did a really good move. Like Vince McMahon or not Vince McMahon, uh Jerry Lawler was Jerry Lawler can't go heel without going heel on everything like he just couldn't like he would hate a guy and the next week there'd be a bigger heel and he'd be like oh this guy's way better than the guy I was rooting for last week puppies (laughs) yeah honestly I going back I guess Lawler didn't maybe he wasn't even he didn't age well then either but man going back to some of those pay-per-views like sure some of his jokes were cool but then it was like bro you're annoying me like how did i handle you throughout all this time in the attitude era like jr really helped out like tenfold and kept i guess lawler somewhat in line because oh aneurysm city lawler was just too much jesus um so then fine beth and matt striker because there is only two or just add beth to the to the team then see how that works out face stilo's heel and striker's the the color commentator or the play-by-play rather sorry um 
then you have uh, I think you have to put Morrow but Morrow and Excalibur wouldn't work can't have two play-by-plays sure you can yeah it's true because Morrow has a bit more jokey he's a bit more jokey with it yeah too. I mean you're, you're just going to get a different style of commentary than you've ever gotten you're, they're not going to try and move your emotions anywhere they're going to give you more information than you've ever gotten and it's going to be all sorts of excitement there's going to be some analysis with it but you know it, it, think of if you had I don't know Brent Musburger and Joe Buck in the same booth football or or you know I don't know that's, that's probably really good that's probably the best example I can think of <laughs> No, and I guess you're right. And Moro is probably the most exciting out of the bunch too, like in terms of his energy. So Excalibur, oh, yeah. um, right? So I guess that would work yeah. out. Obviously, we're getting rid of Jr. because you know, um, completely useless. Sorry, Jr. Wow, dude, he's not good. Like last week, they completely ignored one of Jr.'s comments, and uh, Excalibur and uh, Shivani just. Like, they stopped, JR said something, and then Excalibur was like, so yeah, Shervani, this, this, this. <laughs> and I just so, laughed. have you seen the movie Dumb and Dumber? Yes. When Jim Carrey says, I guess it is true what they say. Though the senior citizens, useless and un- incapable, you guys still do serve a purpose. Thanks. Or whatever he says in that. Yeah. Whew. JR has value, just not on commentary. Exactly. You just you said he's useless. Useless is his whole existence should not contrived. I am sorry. I didn't realize I was talking to Officer Dave in 2021. Jesus Christ, useless. We're we're talking about commentating here. I'm referring to useless in commentating. Uh, He has value in terms of maybe booking and the backstage, sure. But commentating, I'm sorry, completely useless. I'd rather you not have anyone there and just keep Excalibur and uh, Shivani. They're more than capable of doing it all themselves. They're phenomenal together. They work. They have great chemistry. JR is just there out of respect. And that is it. He provides nothing. He's useless. Well, I think... I think the biggest problem with JR is right now he seems almost like he goes out of his way to not know the current product. I think that he has trouble processing the information at the rate that it's happening. That's possible too. Could be a good thing of both. Yeah, and and that happens. Bell's palsy affects the nervous system, um, as we know. And on top of that, you know, he's he's been suffering from Bell's palsy for years. He's 75, 70, somewhere in there. Wow. Well, and here's the deal. It's, he had a chance to transition. He he legitimately could be the the mean gene of a wrestling promotion. The backstage yeah, and interviewer. He's, the, what, you he's know. done great mean interviews in WWE. Mm-hmm. The... You respect me because I've been around forever, but I'm going to ask you the hard questions. Yeah. Um, but instead, we get mean Alex Marvez. <laughs> well, sometimes we get sometimes we get mean Tony Schiavone. Occasionally, and then and then um, on. I mean, WWE... Schiavone and Britt Baker have such chemistry; it's not even funny. Oh, so it's great. Yeah, Schiavone's good. Alvarez, I can get rid of. I wouldn't mind you putting Jr. there. You know what I mean? Like, as long as he asks the hard questions, because he can. You know, I, I don't think you can have. I don't think you can have Jr. interview women though, because I really feel if you've ever seen the movie The Goods, I really feel like like he 
looks at like Britt Baker and says, "Ah, come on, honey, don't be a bitch." Yeah. <laughs> you know just, darn well I've never seen the movie The Goods. <laughs> you had it in your possession for a couple weeks. Yeah, a month and a half, and still didn't watch it. Still didn't watch it. No. There's a scene in that movie where an old dude says, "No, come on, honey, don't be a bitch." <laughs> it sounds like a South Park character. <laughs> Kind of is. It's a it's a car salesman that's been in the industry for years and years and years. <laughs> so it's an old guy who thinks it's okay to No use see. opening the hood, damn. <laughs> yeah, so then him so Moraro uh Moro rather Caliber and Shivani, I think may, might be just a dream team. Maybe it's too many good people in one commentating team though. That would be a lot of fun to listen to though. Yeah. You could that's that's the caliber of of announced team where you could watch wrestling on the radio. Yeah. And I know that that sounds dumb, but you literally you could you could just listen to it and not have to see it and be able to visualize it. You might even enjoy it more because they're literally telling you everything and you can at least imagine be creative with the wrestling world. Yeah. yeah. Are they gonna say wrestling right to left on your radio dial? <laughs> There's a, a, that would be a, fantastic. A local, uh, growing up, a local play-by-play caller for the radio station would always say that about the the football games when calling football games. You'd be like, uh, you know, moving left to right on your radio dial. It made no absolute sense in the end, but it's, it's something that always stuck with me. Wrestling right to left on your radio dial. Okay. I mean, I, I really feel you could get a radio announcer vibe from it that, that it would be as vivid as could possibly be. You're as, as vivid as it could possibly Today's television product requires announcers that assume that people are watching it. That might be a neat idea, though. I, the only problem is, like, it could be like a podcast thing. You have your podcast episodes. That would be a really cool podcast for somebody to do who's in radio, who does play-by-play in radio on football, but could do it in wrestling and give us that vividness that comes from football, or even better is basketball, because it has the consistency of action like basketball. It doesn't have breaks in between. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think that would be that would be a really cool podcast to sit and listen to the show. It's it's not a, it's a listen along instead of a watch along. Yeah, that'd be dope. And honestly, like, guys, none of us are that on. personality. Well, maybe maybe Smarks is. He's had some radio experience, but Smarks. Well, Smarks and you, I think I wouldn't be uh, good with the. You have the radio voice, though. You're good. You're good too, though. You have that deep voice people want to listen to. Uh, I'm I'm totally having to stop myself from making a face for radio joke. <laughs> Which all three of us have. We all have faces for radio. <laughs> no, I, I I that would be, I challenge a podcaster out there who's really good at what they do, who thinks they can do a radio podcast of professional wrestling. I'm gonna do one better. I'm gonna to in time and be like Tony. I have an idea for you. A podcast about your dynamite shows, but you have Excalibur, Moro, and Shivani do the podcast. I'm astonished nobody's picked up Moro Ronaldo. Nobody. Well, he's, doing, he's doing other stuff though. He does the boxing. He does the. Yeah, he's gone back to the the real sports. Yeah, there's more money in in wrestling, I think. Yeah, but, but. he you could tell he. Yeah, but he won't have anyone tweet about him that he sucks. So. You know, he'll get paid, does what he does, he likes what he's doing, and he won't have to 
anyone tweeting at him about bitchiness. So. That's true. That's true. I didn't expect the commentary conversation to go this long. Yeah, but expect well, the unexpected. But you know what? It's been a, a decently long episode already, so let's go ahead and wrap things up for this episode. Um, make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you use. Click that like button and, and make sure you get new episodes uh, just notified right to you whenever we post them. Um, you can also follow us on the social medias. You can follow me, uh, pretty much any of them, at Raw and Order WBU. You can follow DA Fabe at DA Vincent K Fabe. And JLB is always available at JLB420. Real Talk Radio 8 is also on Twitter, but of course, Real Talk Radio is the brand, and you can stream it over at anchor.fm slash RTR and on any other streaming platform that you want. Comment and message of the day, guys. Don't be silly. Wrap your willy. And I'm out. Where the hell did that come from? Okay. I saw it on, I, I saw it on a meme of uh, Dustin yeah. uh, uh, Dustin Rose, and they had a. I, I figured I don't know if it was something he said or someone just made a meme out of it, but I thought it was hilarious, so that's why I said it. But anyways, it's a good message. Don't be silly. Wrap your willy. Like honestly, use protection, people. It's COVID times. We gotta be protecting ourselves. <laughs> this. Went down a this path. Took a I just really ne- weird turn. <laughs> never, never thought. Uh, on that note, make sure to review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of the other places. Give it five stars, just like the number of stars you will give your vacation if you ever go to beautiful Turks and Caicos. I'm waiting for the day that you change that because you realize the Turks and Caicos will never sponsor us. I will never give up. <laughs> okay. I love. Never you, stop. Never stopping, buddy. Never. Never. Crap. <laughs> Man, now I've got songs from Popstar in my head. <laughs> also, remember that you uh, can still enter the contest. Give us a prequel. Per- current wrestler is a prequel for what wrestler of the past? Um, hashtag Raw and Order WBU on Twitter or Facebook. We will find it. Um, why don't you give and, them an uh, example? The winner gets a free t-shirt. Give them an example, why don't you? Just in case they haven't heard our episode. Perfect yet. example. Uh, Brian Cage is the prequel to John Cena. And it's because they're both muscle-bound uh, meatheads. It's probably not the best example. Really, actually, it's not the best example. Probably one of the worst. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. the better example is to go back and listen to our podcast um, <laughs> where we talked about them. <laughs> yeah, there were there were better examples on that exact podcast. But you can yeah. also find all of the information on how to find us, all the social medias, in the doobly doos for this here episode and pretty much all the episodes. So head uh, down there to find links to all our social media, links to the um, Wix uh, site, links to our merch store at shop.spreadshirt.com slash rawandorderwbu. Might want to go there uh, and check out all of the t-shirts there so that you know what you can enter to win by tweeting at us your prequel ID. Oh, I remember the one. Uh, Fiend is the prequel to Kane. Yeah, yeah pretty burning. Um, you can also uh, head to um, the doobly doos because we've got a link to our Patreon there if you want to support us that way. Three bucks a month gets you access to some sweet perks and helps us out make this podcast better each time. But on that and note, 
Go ahead. I was just going to say, and if you guys really want to hear us do a review on any kind of pay-per-view, uh, you know, instead of uh, these episodes that we do, you know, three bucks will give you any choice of any review wrestling pay-per-view that you want or show. We'll be glad to do it for you guys. Just three dollars, guys. Just three bucks. But on that note, we will go ahead and close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. Uh, thanks for listening. We will see you soon. Thank you.